if Hi, welcome to Demi Goddess, a podcast hosted by your favorite tiny troublemaker, me, Demi Burnett. I'm on a journey of self-discovery since my newfound autism diagnosis and also my newfound sobriety. So it's less of like a new version of myself and it's more of like a coming home. I hope that this podcast can help other people feel like they can come home too. But if you think that this means an entirely mushy, gushy, not blunt Demi, forget about it. Like, no, (laughs) because I'm here to break down stereotypes. I'm here to give you my unfiltered hot takes on everything because I do my research and I have something to say. Whether it's celebrity drama, dating bullshit, plus I chat with some amazing guests. Like today, I have two of my besties, so that way y'all can see me in my element. Today, I'm talking to Kerpa and Gabby. um, Kerpa was on my season of The Bachelor, (laughs) not Colton's, it's mine. And Gabby is her bestie. So they do really cute, uh, really, really funny cooking videos. Their content's awesome. And I'm really excited to get into it with them. So prepare to hear us soon. And of course, Demi Goddess is available on all podcast platforms. So be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, thank God we can finally start the show. I'm here with my producer, Clementine, and I have so much to say, so much to tell you. Let's get into it. I think it's time for everyone else to shut their pie hole and shut up and listen to me. Shut your pie hole. Listen to Demi. Listen to me. Sorry. I know people hate whenever I talk in third person. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't really mean to. I kind of probably just do some nervous habit. So I People can suck it. I'm, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they can suck it. They can I, suck that dick that you wish you had. <laughs> yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. I'd let them. Mm. No teeth. <laughs> I actually don't really give head that much because Fair. I don't know how to. I think if you listen to the song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, you got to touch that dangly thing that swing in the back of your throat. That's what's important. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah. They give you a little lesson on it. Yeah, huh? that's wow, interesting. Um, I have like I got a little traumatized for it. That's a story for another day. Um, about my trauma of uh, giving head mm. <laughs> and ha- not really trauma, but kind of. I got like, you know, the first time I gave a head, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Am I doing it right?" Mm. You know, just trying to make sure, check in. Yeah. And so then the next day at school, all the soccer boys were saying, hey, Demi, am I doing it right? And he told everyone. Oh, that's rude and mean. And I was so mortified. And so, like, obviously, after that, I was, like, really scared to give anyone head ever. Like, Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, that. was sad. But now, now I will give head if, it, if I'm, like, serious if about to. the person. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like I'm not—I can't take that risk again. Mm. Am I doing it right? Because— I'm sure that I will probably say, like, does this feel right? Because mm. <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure. I don't have a penis. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what they want me, you know? It's good to check in with your partners. And he was a little turd for telling the rest of the team. So that all was in high school. And what a dark time that was. And 
I ended up having to use, you know, substances kind of get me through situations like that. Like I couldn't confidently suck a dick if I didn't have a drink or two in me because once I had a drink or two, I became a porn star and I was incredible at it. But I actually don't remember that. I probably didn't suck that many dicks, but I definitely would have to get drunk to do it. I would have to get drunk to have to do anything pretty much for a while because of so mm-hmm. let, let me just start this over by saying my last drink that I had was July 23rd, 2021. I'm very impressed. It's- Thank you. Thank you. You know, yeah. I haven't even really thought about it. Mm-hmm. It's wild because after paradise, I came home from paradise, right? I did not feel good. Mm-hmm. Like as in well. Yeah. You did not feel healthy. Exactly. Healthy, not... Your body might have felt a little poisoned. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, like, embarrassed of what happened on the show. Like, I was, like, sick. Yeah. You were a very high-functioning alcoholic. Yeah, I was. I was always drunk. I was always drunk. I, it all started because it made me able to t- take the edge off. And now what I realize, it made me, it made it easier to mask. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, a lot of autistic women, a lot of autistic women I've talked to, most of them have had problems with alcohol and using alcohol because it makes it easier to mask. It makes it easier to cope with the fact that you feel so different. And there's like, you have like two different lives. Like mm. I did as an undiagnosed autistic person that didn't know I was autistic. Mm. It was like my life whenever I was like by myself and then my life with the world, you know, like my personality by myself was like my secret that I had to like, I had to hide that, you know, no one could know that side. So whenever I would go out in public, I had to put on the mask, the front, and it got exhausting after years of being forced into this mask because I, if I said, I don't want to go, I had to go, you know? So mm-hmm. all of that stress for years and years, having to cope with that on your own once I got into um, the real world, once I graduated from high school, led to just drinking. And drinking took away all of the anxiety. It took away all of the annoying parts of masking, you know, all the exhaustion. It just made masking easier. Yeah, I realized that once I got back from paradise, I was drinking every day only to not get sick, like not to throw up, not to, I would feel so terrible. Because you were kind of, because at that point you were drinking so much that your body would go into withdrawals. Yeah, my body needed it. Which is dangerous. Because I basically haired the dog Mm. for every single day for like a year or two years, maybe even. Like it was, I've been drinking heavily at this point for like eight years, like yeah. started partying in college and really though started having a problem in the past two years. Cause it builds. Cause as well, you said, I got on TV and yeah. I really had to mask. Then I would start panicking if I didn't have it. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to do something like so awkward, you know, like I'm yeah. going to embarrass myself on a talk show or something. That must've been really stressful on like the bachelor and bachelor in paradise. Cause don't they like limit how much you're allowed to drink? Oh my gosh. Yes. So you're do. like, well, I need more Whenever than I- this to mask. And you're giving me two glasses of wine. Exactly. And then it all became about like uh, me not knowing what, like not knowing why I needed the alcohol. Cause I didn't know at the time I was using it to mask. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause simply having that awareness makes me not need to drink, you yeah. know, having the awareness of what's going on yeah. uh, for my, for me, I don't need to drink. If I know, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that I was masking. I didn't know um, that I even felt more comfortable really with alcohol. I just knew that like alcohol made me feel better. It took away my internal anxiety. 
And I woke up on July 24th, mm-hmm. 2021, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm going to probably get really sick today and probably for a while. And it's going to suck really bad. But like, I have a friend with me. I, my That's friend, good you called a friend over. She was with me. She woke up next to me and I had to tell her. I said, hey, I have to tell you something. I have a really bad drinking problem and I'm done drinking today and I'm going to get really sick. Can you just make sure I don't die? Well, literally people literally can die. die from this. So immediately I start yakking everywhere. Yeah. And um, then I said, just call the ambulance immediately. I said, I just need to make sure I'm not going to die. So I called the ambulance and they came over. They told me I was going to be fine. And they gave me some Zofran, anti-nausea. So I stopped puking. So that was great. But all day long, I was just shaking vigorously and I felt terrible. Got that IV, didn't help at all. Um. So then... My friends, one of my friends was leaving and the other friend walked them out with their stuff and they were t- out there talking, saying goodbye for like 40 minutes. Mm. And so they were like, oh, we better go back in and I'm going to say goodbye to Demi again. They came back in and, and within one minute of them walking in, I started having seizures. <gasps> I, yeah, I had two seizures. I don't know, maybe more. I have no idea because I don't remember anything. That's and, terrifying. Yeah, I just woke up in the, in the ambulance. They called the ambulance again. The same guys came back. I was oh like, God. wow, remember when y'all told me I wasn't going to die? Um, <laughs> feels like I am now. Um, so then I went to the, I was in the hospital for three days. But I'm glad that I was because uh, the withdrawals, I probably, like, I don't know how people survive that. Yeah, fuck. And it's the anxiety for me. It was the anxiety. Like, the Sunday scaries, imagine that times, like, 500. Yeah. Just like, oh, my gosh, just sickening. I got out of the hospital in three days, um, went home, and... Uh, then I have not drank since. Haven't even thought about it. I know that I don't need alcohol ever again, and I don't feel a type of way when I see people drinking. I'm not like, oh, man, I want that. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm proud of myself that I I don't need that right now. Yeah. So you got sober in July 2021 and then diagnosed with autism in February? Yes, in February. Yeah, February So what were those months in between like? It was awful. It was like my body getting back to normal as in it, a normal it hasn't really known because for eight years, once I hit 18, so that's like I'm an adult, right? Mm. Well, then all I did was drink. So like my mm. body as an adult, like I don't even know what my body's tolerant of, you know, like foods I like, foods I don't like because I've just been running around drunk for so long. Yeah, It's insane. <laughs> Literally, January 2022, the beginning of the year, I realized that I was autistic. I was having very intense uh, meltdowns, but I didn't know what, what they were. I thought they were panic attacks. I always found myself in my life. There's been multiple times where I I get to a point where in a new place, I, I go, I get a new adventure, I move somewhere mm-hmm. and I am like on this high almost like, you know, it's like, oh, like new friends and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm masking, masking, masking. Mm. And then I get comfortable and I am sick of masking, you know, and then I get burnout. I get autistic burnout with them. Mm-hmm. And then I want to isolate. Yep. I, I get autistic burnout. I want to isolate myself and I do it every time. So I moved to LA. I've been here for two years now and I found myself trying to isolate. So in January, I said, do it. Isolate yourself. Do it. Mm -hmm. Don't go anywhere. Don't hang out with anyone. Do it. Just stay home then. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel like you should be doing something. Just let yourself stay home. Why do you want to stay home so bad? Why are you trying to isolate yourself? What, Mm -hmm. What is it? What is your brain trying to tell you? Yeah. Like why? 
my my brain was trying to tell me that I'm fucking autistic, yeah. literally, because the second I, I let myself like fully let myself and didn't let myself feel guilty, didn't let anyone else let me feel guilty. I immediately made the connections again. And I remembered that I had figured out I was autistic eight years ago. Whoa. Before I started drinking so heavily because I started drinking because I was like, well, I'm not autistic. I don't know what's wrong with me. Then. Yeah, because people have that this view of what autism looks like. And it's often based on young boys and how they present with autism, which is, as you know, why a lot of you know young girls don't get tested. I'm currently doing an autism evaluation right now because Demi inspired me huh? and I'm seeing the same person Demi saw saying to someone, oh, I don't think you're autistic because you're too high functioning or whatever. That's such an ableist term. It's literally. It's all yeah. lies. It's all lies. And it's all it's all made up. It goes all the way to the top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not back to the white supremacy. <laughs> um, so but. literally. Um, but the whole DSM initially is based on the diagnostics of like frat boy of yeah like ten years old to like thirty five year old white men yeah so, so basically frat boys and also these are the same men who they get to behave in whatever way they damn well please mm-hmm. uh, little girls we do not get to act out we do not get to no. um, like a little boy with autism you know he might um, struggle in school be disruptive in school and stuff yeah. We, I would never be disruptive. Are you no. kidding me? I knew what happened when I was disruptive. Pain. Mm. Pain, baby. Swats. Yeah. So I was never disruptive. I was a good girl. I did what I was told. I was quiet. And our special interests as autistic girls are things girls would be interested in. Like yeah. mine uh, <laughs> Mine was Hillary Duff. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Oh, I liked her too. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't allowed to listen to Avril. <gasps> oh. I was caught listening to Avril and I got in trouble. Why? Because she's a dirty Canadian. I don't know. Like he, me. So she, he was a skater boy and she said, see you later, boy. That was my, I love that song. He wasn't good enough for her. I love that song. And it was, what are you listening to? And I was like, oh, greatness. Do you ever look back at any of your TV footage of you and just see not a meltdown, but like I'm like stimming or that was me feeling uncomfortable. And that, you know, perceived rude thing I said was actually just me being sensorily overwhelmed. What I can tell, like not even from watching it back, just by thinking about it back is how much I was doing or what I was doing was what I thought I was supposed to be doing mm. and not like like I like uh, the character that was put on it it was because not because I wanted to be fake and play a character or anything but because I wanted to fit in I wanted to not look like a lizard I wanted to not feel like you know I was like oh uh, people like I get rewarded from the producers like good girl like attention or whatever like good girl Demi and whatever whenever I am like funny or I just do something that they want me to do and I do it fearlessly like I don't like I if they tell me to do something and I'm just like yeah and I go and I do it really really good they mm-hmm. like it so it's like you could just see that I, I could see myself like not even knowing that that's what was going on either you know what I mean yeah it even didn't start whenever I got my diagnosis it yeah is, it's just now starting because it's like I'm just now fully starting to believe it and understand it for myself yeah like there's a different narrative it's um, very overwhelming to realize that everybody's been f- traumatizing you and that you're extremely traumatized. Whenever um, our our doctor, our neuropsychologist, yeah. she also diagnosed me with PTSD. 
And mm. I didn't even know we were looking for that. You know, I mm. thought it was just about autism. It's like so hard to even explain because you don't even, I'm like, I realize more and more of it every day of how I've been making things. They could be so much easier on yeah. me if they were just done a different way. And like, everyone would be yeah. happier. So it's it's so important that people like get diagnosed or at least become aware of the yeah. fact that they're autistic. And also aware of the fact that the spectrum is different than you think, you know? It's, and, and it's different than you think. The spectrum is not linear. I'm not slightly on the spectrum. I'm everywhere on the spectrum. I'm yeah. all in around that spectrum. Every it's autistic like those pie person. charts that you shared on your, yes. on your Instagram story where like you could have an autistic 12-year-old boy who's nonverbal, but like he might not have pathological demand avoidance. He might just be able to do stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and But then there's you who you can talk, but you have pathological demand avoidance. And so like you're both on the spectrum, but like the little cheese wheel, it's like different points. Yes. Like that. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Like whenever I was a little kid, my closest friend was an autistic boy, nonverbal autistic boy. Every, it's different for every person. Everyone has a different experience with yeah. it. Don't punish us because we're good at masking, okay? Yeah, because honestly, like, I punished myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so once I stopped drinking, mm -hmm. over six months, I lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I, but, and it looks, people are clearly bothered by it. Mm. But the crazy part is, is that, so it's in the comments. People are saying, like, um, even on things of me, videos of me talking about, like, mental health and whatnot, yeah. people will say things like, are you drunk? Are you on drugs? I hope she gets help. I hope she gets help. You need help. She's off the bandwagon. Um, Little do they know that you've gotten help. Yeah. And this is you this with is help. help. Yeah. This like, is the healthy one. The demi that they're <laughs> grieving or being annoying about was drunk she was and upset drunk the whole time. And had a beer belly. Like, and had severe mental health issues, depression, anxiety. Like, the, everyone's just so concerned about the weight thing. And it's like, guys, stop being ju judging me. Like, yeah. stop looking... Please, well, they. Can't, it, I know it's hard not to look at people's bodies and make judgments, but it's like if you never saw me before, you wouldn't be saying yeah. I look like I have anorexia. <laughs> I do not have an eating disorder, yeah. but I would say that I have a body I didn't ask for and I'm getting punished for it. No matter what your body looks like, whenever I'm looking at your body, what's going on in my head, it's like they think that I'm judging their bodies because my body looks good. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about, if I look at your body, I'm thinking of how beautiful it is no matter what it mm. looks like because I'm thinking of what it's doing for you. And I'm appreciating you because I'm not insecure about my body. I'm not judging anyone else's. I'm just living. Yeah. And my body looks like a 12-year-old boy's too. Yeah. So it's like. No, it doesn't, but. Well, it can. You two are always in sync. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> this is, hi, this is my favorite friends, my favorite duo. They're two of the funniest people I know and the kindest souls. They are Kerpa and Gabby. I just realized I didn't say your last names because I got scared. I didn't know how to pronounce them. I was going to say, you might <laughs> not know okay. them. Um, yeah. I honestly, I did know them, but I never tried to pronounce them. I never said them out loud. Mm, mm. How do I say them? Could you Kerpa. guys each say your name? Yes. Kerpa, say your name. Kerpa Sude. Ooh, that That's what nice. I've been saying. That yeah. was real That's nice. That's what you say. Yeah, but what if I said it and then you were like, I hate it when people say <laughs> Sudik. I hate it. Flip the table. Yeah. You know, like that's I don't want to trigger you. No, that's definitely Kerpa. Don't worry, you got it right. Figured I'd leave it Gabby, up to you. Gabby, my say name is name. Gabriela Gasca. 
Gabriela Gasca. Oh, so that was like nice. That. Yes. that was real See, good, Gabby. Gabby Gasca. Role. Yeah, that was Gabriela. good. Gabriela. Yeah. Do you know my middle name is Gabriele? 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 What? It's uh, German. So, Gabby. Someone, yes. I actually, someone called me Gabby at one point in my life. They, like, had really? to have nicknames for everyone, so they, like, had to find one for me. I was like, because Demi is a nickname, Demi but it's already, not. Yeah, I was going to say, Demi yeah. already sounds like a nickname. Yeah, You're already there. It's not, but, like, yeah, so Gabby I was because I talked a lot, I guess. I but, have been told but, to, that I talk a lot. Gabby. Yes. Gabby. <laughs> Gabby. Gabby, Gabby. I love That's you. That's me. I love you. Um, so thank you guys for coming on here today. This is so crazy. This is uh, my first podcast. <laughs> it's We're so work. excited to be here. Very exciting. Yeah, you are? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Aw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love you guys. Okay, so why don't we talk about how we met? Because... Yes. Kerpa, you went on The Bachelor and then you never showed up again. You never showed your face in the franchise again. I just wanted to make a splash and peace out. She said, not for me. I'm done. Literally. So tell me, like, uh, why is that? We haven't ever actually talked about, like, why you decided not to try to, like, you know, really dive into. Like during Colton season? Dive yeah. into bachelor stuff or d- dive into just after Colton's season. Oh, like no. you know, it didn't feel authentic, like me, and I didn't want to pursue something that felt like you know you were talking about gut feelings. It just didn't feel right in my gut to like force something that shouldn't be forced. What do you mean in terms of like forcing, like forcing the image, or what do you mean? Yeah, I feel like a lot of like the girls that come off, they're all like. They influence clothes and and like makeup and hair. I don't know how to do makeup and hair very well. I don't know. Like I'm not the one to push those products and it just didn't feel genuine. Like I shouldn't be talking about that. (laughs) I should be talking about what I know, which is eating. Food. Yes, you are so funny. I love watching you um, be your true self on Instagram because I see you guys having so much fun. For me, yeah. it's really, really draining to try to keep up that image. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, these people really think that I have my shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And so now it's like, I feel like I can be a lot more authentic yeah. about it. And I think people are drawn to that. People yes. are drawn to authenticity, whatever it is. They don't want this perfect picture. They want mm-hmm. the shit show. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel normal because we're, we, we're all trying to figure our shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, it's just like... Um, you know, the less I try, <laughs> the better it is for exactly. me. The better I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, the less I try to be something and just, you know, post whatever I want and then just get off. Yeah. <laughs> get Bye. off. Don't even look. <laughs> get off. <laughs> you know what I mean. Back to you wanting a penis. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to. I want Honestly, a penis so I can it. stick it in things. I know. It's a sexual thing. No, but I think that's I think that's what's worked for us too. Like yeah. being like it started very organically. Like what she was like, hey, do you want to come help me like film some reels or whatever? And then it just kind of started Spiral. like organically, like us hanging out and cooking stuff, and then doing other stuff together. And now we're doing this trailer project together. So I think, and then other people have found like Kerpa's Instagram and our what we're doing together. And I think people that are more aligned with who, who we are, we are. Yeah, so because the Bachelor franchise was not aligned with who I am. They were really racist towards me after. I think that turned me off. Yes, that's why I was like, "Why the fuck am I going to be around this kind of energy?" It's like, insane. These people don't I've even like it. me. They these people they literally only target like BIPOC. Yeah, you know, and I don't know how to use that correctly. Just say BIPOC. Forgive me, I only mean good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come for me. Forgive me, I only mean well, I swear. (laughs) 
I will repent immediately. <laughs> um, Just tell me and I will repent. I have remorse. <laughs> um, so it, they, it, I've seen the messages and it's sickening. It's disgusting how someone can be like that. But it's not someone. It's it's a whole lot of people. It's, a, it's yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize that until after going. I like knew it was there, but I didn't know how it's, bad it was. It's conservative white people, yeah. conservative women, um, conservative white women, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much. I just don't the, get why. I don't get why if you're gonna put if you're gonna make the effort to like put stuff out there, why the hell are you? M- m- making that negative like why are you going out of your way to be an asshole to other people they that, I, that I don't understand they ha- exactly they haven't healed they and haven't something, healed something about us being our genuine authentic selves is triggering them and they have to lash out because something about them they're not able to be their genuine they, self a lot of them are white women in the south <laughs> they see you happy like beautiful being your true self living your best life and they're like well, like in their world, they're like in the hierarchy, like yeah. it's like white men, white women, and then uh, men of color, women of color, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, what? That Like they're they're getting to be themselves and I'm not. And yeah, so exactly. then they're just bitter. But they, they don't make all the connections that it's all coming down to the white supremacy that's instilled in them. Right. No, I don't think they realize it. No. Mm-mm. And that, that, that freedom, that, that power of the anonymity behind the keyboard it gives them all the power to let be like, yeah, I guess I can. And it makes it, it's sickening how it, it could make them feel better. But I wonder if it does, or I wonder if they feel bad later. It, it can't. No, I'm sure it's like a temporary, like, oh, that felt nice. And then they go right back to feeling like But how shit. can you feel nice being mean? Places. What do we do? Go door to door and say, hi, you guys might be in a trauma cycle. <laughs> Can I help heal you and your family? Like, Come, hold my hands. <laughs> we'll work through this together. Yes. On from talking about these awful Karen people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's hilarious is that I've been seeing you guys more and more lately, but... I still have never seen Kerpa's man, and I'm starting to think he doesn't exist. I've never I've seen made him. him up. Yes. He's a story. I've we never even heard his motion. voice. He's never called you, like, anything. He called, he last, called last night. night. You missed it. He FaceTimed me. Mm, likely story. The basketball game. Yeah. He was very excited his team won. I'm sure. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was very excited his team won. Kerpa, how does a man keep a woman? Like how, what does he do to keep you around and to keep you interested? We, it's, it's like an evolving process. Every relationship, this is definitely the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And it comes down to like communication and he has had to adapt his communication style. I've had to adapt mine. Okay. He listens to what I want. Like it also comes from me. I have to be able to verbalize and communicate because he's not a mind reader. So if, as long as I'm saying, hey, I need you to plan more date nights or I need you to tell me, like, I need more words of affirmation or whatever. And if he's listening, like receiving it, letting me feel heard and then doing it, that's that's how a guy keeps you. You're you're feeling heard, or at least for me. That's, the most important part of that being the follow through and yes, the action. Exactly. Because it's one thing to be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But then you never see any anything come of it. Sorry, I want to know an example of when he was doing something and you communicated that you didn't like it and then you saw an action that he did to, like, he hurt, you saw proof that he was listening and changed it because I feel like people always talk a big game. At the beginning, I'm like an over-communicator in a relationship. I will just 
beat you to death with talking. And he, like when we're in conflict, he's more, he'll draw inside and go quiet. And that was something I asked him to work on and say like, hey, if we're in a tough spot, like talking about something that makes you uncomfortable, don't shut down. Like I need you to be open and say what's on your mind. Like even if you think it's going to hurt my feelings, we'll like get through it. And he totally has. Now he's more vocal. Yeah. That's tricky though, right? Big difference. Like you're because you're asking him to go against something that like is oh yeah his nature, work. yeah. Right? And so yeah. he has to be very conscious. It was of, not like, a quick mm-hmm. fix. It, is he it was okay a, with doing it now? Yeah. Like, is he like it now? Yeah, yeah. Because we get before at the beginning, if there was a conflict, it might take a few days to resolve, and then we're like, there's this tension. But now it's like, okay, we have the conversation. If it's a little sticky, whatever, we work through it, and then we go back to being normal, laughing, like everything's fine. We work through the shit. And that's how you know it's working, right? Yeah. That's how you know you found somebody that it's working with. Yes, yes. Because they're willing to put that effort in and right. not just. Because he could have said, yeah, I'll do it. And then still shut down every conversation. Then it wouldn't have worked. Because I would have been unhappy. Yep. My needs not met. What do you mean by shut down the conversation? Like, like he, he's just very quiet. He won't want to say anything. It's yeah. probably combining it too, right? Because he might come back and say like. Okay, but I need a second to process. Right. Like, I'm not and immediately he, ready. He has. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. And, and so like, I give him a few minutes mm-hmm. if he needs some quiet time. He gets three sit. minutes. <laughs> I put the timer on. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no, but you're right. It's a give and take. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be understanding, too, and be like, okay, yeah, I can give you that. I can give you a few minutes to, like, collect your thoughts so you don't say something that's going to, like, hurt my feelings. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gets a little snappy snappy. But that's- well, I got snap. Like, he, I think he even wants that for me because I'm the type to get snappy snappy and just say things that are not nice. I can't nice. control no. myself. <laughs> I can't con- Next thing you know, like, all of a sudden, I'm saying the meanest things that have ever come out of my mouth. And then I'm like, hey, yeah, about that. I'm really yeah, sorry. I'm really but, sorry. like, I'm just really frustrated. <laughs> but it's, it's um for me, it, you know, what? way too far it can always go way too far yeah. but it's just because I get so frustrated um, mm-hmm. if you find something if, if there's something if that like trigger, hits the spot then you're gonna blow up then then reason goes out the window and that's, but that's why part of maturing to, yeah that's why you have to find like coping mechanisms mm-hmm. so when you are feeling triggered because I know when I'm feeling triggered I start like my inner child is just angry literally uh huh yes. and I just want to mm-hmm. scream so I'm heard but then in therapy right now I'm learning you just gotta find different ways to kind of like reconnect with your body and be like, I'm just feeling triggered right now. Uh I can like take a step back and it's this feeling will pass. Know why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know mm-hmm. why you do know why you, you react do. the way you react. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Know when you why and when you need to change that. Right. Exactly. It's when like, is it appropriate? When is it not? Like all of that. It's how am I gonna be able to date someone if it's like, oh yeah, I have no idea how I'm like I, oh yeah, that's just my personality. Right. I'm just a volcano right. of emotions. <laughs> like I just explode. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> yeah. Like no. <laughs> to be in a relationship, I'm like, we need to I need to be so self aware. Like we need to know the reason behind everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, that might just be like some a me thing, you know, just being like uh I I just need to know absolutely like everything about myself. No, I think like, it's not about myself, about how it's all working. Think, how yeah, you yeah, think yeah. the way you think. I think it's been such a beautiful that, thing, your recent like all of the work that you've been doing and yes, all the self reflection. And all and, the realizations you're coming to mm-hmm. and like seeing you like light up when you come to a new one. You're like, Wow guys, look at it. 
Wow, like last night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Time's not real. <laughs> we were so stoned last night. We ate a bunch of gummies and made oh, slime. We made slime <laughs> for oh hours. God. This morning waking up, there was just like piles of slime. Puddles. Puddles, yes. Puddles of slime. <laughs> they turned into puddles, puddles everywhere. Of slime everywhere. It looked like two or like three eight-year-olds at a had slumber, had a slumber party. party. It seriously did. We just had, whenever you guys showed up, it already looked like that. They had just so many cans of shaving cream. Shaving cream. Everywhere. We were ready to cover your body in shaving cream. <laughs> they actually were, they showed up fully ready to cover my body in shaving cream. And I was like, no. Um, I don't think that's for me. I, I, I didn't want to break your guys' hearts, but I was like, you don't understand how messy that will get for me. I will start freaking out with that on me just oh. because I know I can't move. Foreshadowing. <laughs> All of a sudden, okay, we're watching Will It Cake. Is it cake? Oh, sorry. Is it cake? <laughs> will it cake? Will it cake? How does one cake? <laughs> Is it cake? We're watching is it cake, right? We're trying to determine if the hamburger or whatever is it is indeed cake. is indeed cake. Kerpa and I somehow are sitting kind of in front of Demi on the couch. And all of a sudden we turn around. And She's strapped to the couch in slime and can't move. <laughs> and has probably been that way for multiple minutes. Hasn't asked for help. I couldn't tell y'all what I had done yet. I thought I could maybe clean it up before y'all noticed. There was like, no coming back from that. Do you want to know the funniest part? Oh the whole time God. I was like this, it was because I didn't want to mix the colors. Ooh, they were like the ooh. same color almost. They were the same just color. Just one that had more glitter and in it. And somehow you just Spider-Man yourself to the couch. Yeah. Just well, they, it just kept slowly dropping uh, from my fingers. And then. couldn't save you. And then I was so embarrassed. I didn't want all to see. And then oh I realized that I couldn't do it alone. I couldn't get out of it alone. We we didn't help much. That, no. That sweatshirt might. Might might be done. I love how everybody avoided it this morning. Like, everybody <laughs> just kind of looked we at it. We couldn't address it. We it all just looked much. at it like, mm, good luck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so back to talking about relationships uh, and sex and dating. Find me a man, Demi. I'm oh, horny. Can, can we? Oh. Up? Aren't we all? Um, Gabby, find you a man, Gabby. I don't think I've ever seen you date anyone. I have n- never dated anyone. I have never, I've been on like a handful of dates and they were all bad dates and they were not really dates. And what do I you have mean? like, I don't know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't have my first kiss, t- kiss till I was 18. And it was on this like horrible date, but it wasn't even a date. It was at a party at my cousin's house in Mexico. Like, and then he asked me on a date and it was this like really awful, like, we went to the movie. It was this double date, <laughs> right, with my friend and, and this other guy. And they're like, oh, let's go to the movies. And we're like, oh, okay, that's Ooh, fun. That's my first date. Let's do this. We showed up to the movies and it had a long line. So these guys were like, should we just go watch a movie at home? <laughs> we were like, oh, okay, that's that sounds romantic. I was 18. I didn't know. I was like, yeah. okay. That sounds romantic. And, well, I didn't know anything. And so he... Since we had made out extensively the first time I met him, I think that that was just kind of the train that we were on yeah. or that he thought we were on. So the whole time he was Don't like, you, he was ready. Oh come sit here. And it legitimately was like there was one long couch, a love seat, and another couch. And the girl was on the one, I was on the other, and the two boys were sitting here because we were like, nope. <laughs> Good. Good. So there was that. And then he was like professing his love to me. And I was like, this is not... This is not it. This is no. It wasn't everything it you wasn't would hope for? No, and that's been the closest thing I've had to a boyfriend. So, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I think I'm a tough sell. So if we can. What does that no, mean? not at all. 
Especially, like, we grew up here in L.A., right? So Wow, weird. We, yeah, right? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> well, not, like, here, here. Like, we're in the outskirts of L.A. County. Suburbs. L.A. County, I know, but Orange so, County. Like, yeah. You know, to me, L.A., like, wasn't even real. Like, I was like, it's only. It's like the dream. Yeah, yeah right? only, like, superstars live there. Right, right, you know? right. like, everyone there is, like, you know, um, super, super A-list celebrity. Right. It was just, like, a magical fantasy. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I live here. bullshit. Right, yeah. no, we were living 30 There's minutes east in Whittier. People <laughs> yeah. sleep on the Walk of Fame. Yes. Right, and throw up all over it. Yeah. It's not It's not it. It's not it. it. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I was like, the Walk of Fame. <laughs> Trash. Yeah. The dirtiest street. Yeah, the grossest street. <laughs> the grossest street in The LA. grossest, saddest yeah. street. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But as you were, sorry. So, no, 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 no. I, I mean, we grew up here, and I always knew that I was, like, a Tom boy right a tomboy and 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 as i've grown up that's just kind of turned into like everyone assuming that i'm a lesbian which i mean honestly i wish like i wish i was attracted to women because most people kind of assume that based on my appearance and i'm just not i like i'm i'm a tomboy that likes to like make things and whatever but also likes musicals <laughs> like I, I like all sorts of random things and i know that like nowadays dating has has it's switched over to like the apps right you have to date on the apps and the apps are just not for me because it's like this like superficial split second like is this person hot yes no yes no yes and that's not this cell <laughs> like you have to get to know me and then you might like me but it's not i'm not gonna be ever the girl that wears makeup and and i think that's what it is it's just like um the makeup and the mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. this girly shit mm-hmm. but i I think that for me, I notice that whenever, like, I don't give a shit about, like, you know, makeup and hair, the, like, the superficial stuff that I don't really, like, give a shit about, mm-hmm. but I do it because I know that it looks nice and people like to see it. It gets people to listen to yeah, me, follow yeah. me, watch me. I do it for them. <laughs> I do it for y'all. <laughs> I do it for the people. I, I, I don't do it for me. I do it for you. Entertaining you with my eyes and my accessories. I can't stop looking at your nails. I know. <laughs> it's actually your eyes. Your eyes are captivating. Mm-hmm. And her smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got a great one. You have great teeth. Mm-hmm. See more. <laughs> Thank you. Don't Thank stop. You so don't stop. <laughs> um, but once I, like, learning so much about myself and knowing who I am, it's like a whole different kind of confidence and also a whole different way, like, dating. Like, you look for different things in people. Right. Like, right. I'm looking for people who don't care about superficial things. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't want a guy or a girl who's, like, you know, they're more concerned about it, how good they look and more than they're concerned about how they're making people feel and right. stuff like that. Right. Or how, no, what kind of person oh, they are. 100%. Yeah. I would never date somebody who's who's into that. But yeah. at the same so time. So you wouldn't want to attract that. Ain't though. nobody knocking on my door. It's like, hey, girl, I don't I don't like superficial things. I'm here for you. That that call's not coming. No, that call. But here's the thing. That call doesn't come for me either. Like, you, you know what I mean? I'm the epitome of superficial right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and... Um, there's like even in my DMs and stuff, you know who DMs me? It's creeps. Right. Yeah, right, I've right. never called someone a creep in real life because like I think that's really awful to say. Like that would really no, but hurt there are some feelings. nasty people yeah. out there. Yeah, these are actually the creeps. These yeah. are these are creeps. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, never ever has been a. There's been a couple of attractive women, but uh, most of them, I think, they're like straight girls who are like. Just like, oh my god, Demi, you're so hot. I yeah. want to date you. Oh. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> um, but it's, 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 I un- don't find genuine people either. I find 
if I do have a guy that I that I'm like, wow, like how this came about in my life, this mm-hmm. is working out so right. well. They're doing they're doing everything to impress me. They're doing it to make it seem like they're this good. So then, person. how the hell do you find somebody? Because I know it's unrealistic to expect that they're going to come knock on your door and say. Oh my God! I'm glad right. I found you. Let's go on a hike. Right, right. Let's build you a let's build a cabinet. You go to a cabinet building class. That's exactly what my mom told you. Uh, and I know Sierra that Club. That's <laughs> in the Sierra Club. Penny's okay, like, please so if you join don't, the Sierra Club. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. What's that? It's for hiking. Oh, gross. <laughs> God. Oh my God, we need to take Demi on a hike. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she just She's like, what the fuck? No. no. Yes. Okay, so you guys mentioned this trailer. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen photos of the trailer. You guys have probably told me about the trailer before, but remind me and tell the listeners. Yeah, we what's bought a trailer. Going on? <laughs> we bought we, a little baby trailer. We bought a house together. <laughs> we bought a house. <laughs> we are homeowners. It's on two wheels. Yes, it has no bathroom, one bedroom, and a kitchen. <laughs> no plumbing. It's great. <laughs> We bought a little tiny, it's like a teardrop style trailer, mm-hmm. right? It's not the full teardrop. Like you've seen the itty bitty ones that like that are towed behind cars, the tiny, tiny, tiny ones. Yeah, sure. It's like that. <laughs> it's basically like a cabin inside to like lay down. You just sleep in it. And then a in the cabin. back, yeah. <laughs> the, cab- yeah, the cabin. <laughs> but the main room is literally just like, it's it's a, it's less wide than a full size bed. So yeah. we're going to be toasty we're in there. We're going to be real close. And then the back opens up like a trunk and then you have the kitchen back there. Yes. So the idea is to take off and like see as much as we can see and make content. Although that is a daunting task and idea. Like the the content creation stuff that we're doing more and more like I don't know, it's been this it's organic process, job. but it's a full it's a it's a lot of shit and it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, so. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of um steps in the editing and right you will spend I will spend a whole seven hours editing one video Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god I look up and I'm like I'm a shell of a person now (laughs) I've been looking at this for seven hours yeah but people don't get that they think you just film it and submit it to the brand or whatever and you're done someone thinks like someone's editing these for me I'm like that's what everyone thinks like someone's editing them for me I'm like oh god no no I no one edits anything for me Mm -hmm. No, it's a ton of work. Like we're we're working easily 10, 12 hour days and 10, 12 hour days. Oh, easy. Yes. Easy. Every day? Yeah. Every Mo- day. Like Be- most between days. like yeah. we we do live streams, we do the Instagram real stuff, we do the trailer stuff that we're getting ready. Like all of these are long ass days like getting ready and like it's it's really tough, right? Because you're in this place of privilege to be able to do this, right? right. Like we're not out in the fields like picking fruit and stuff. Like we're not doing backbreaking work, but it is work. And so then, then people yeah. come for you. Like Kerpa posted just recently something, some some ad about whatever it was. And someone said, get a real job. And it's like you are working so hard. Yes, that's what you don't get, people. <laughs> you're working so hard. And also Video editor is like a job. Yes. So oh my I'm God. not only like you're not only doing video editing, you're also the talent. You're also the everything else. Like yeah, yeah. Qual- I don't know what the no, t- job titles are. No, like story storyteller. Yeah, you have to be engaging enough, tell a story. So creative. Wanna- yes. Creative director. Mm-hmm. That is literally like that's been low-key paralyzing for me. So I, I had a really horrible couple of years, right? Like, yes, COVID, but like COVID to the power of ten. Like my entire life fell apart and everything. And then last June, I had knee surgery. It was like another step on like the shit train or whatever. And during that time, it was like, oh, I'll learn how to uh, how to edit and yeah. I'll, I'll pick up a Premiere Pro during that time. But I was so depressed and so 
just not in the right space that I literally could not even get myself to open the computer sort of thing, let alone like the mental space to be able to create, like I am still paralyzed by it. Cause like we've been saying for a year now, let's start a YouTube channel because people like our dynamic and we do all sorts of stupid shit and everything. But it has been literally like we haven't gotten past that step of being able to tell a story in a video, right? Like it's stuff that people don't think about consuming the content. And it's like, oh, this is entertaining. Right. It must have taken them like no time at all right. to put that together. But or it's even like, if you acknowledge that it took time, like right, right. the process. Yeah. It's like you have to pick through however many hours of footage and get like 15 minutes that's engaging. And getting and, like, B-roll really fun. and yeah. getting like... Telling it to, and, and that's that's been my biggest problem. No one wants to see a home video. I don't even want to see my home videos of Yosemite. That's like beautiful stuff. Yeah. No one wants to see a 10 minute video of you recording, like just walking around mm-hmm. or whatever. Talking, yeah. You need to tell a story. Like you're writing a script. I feel like whenever I am taking videos, I better say something funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. better say yeah. something funny. That's my job. And it's pressure. And it's like. And you have to be on all the time yes. and like thinking. And that's yes. emotionally and so that's exhausting. Why, exactly. And that's why I end up saying something really stupid. Like, <laughs> I, I'm the hottest bitch ever. Fuck me. I have great taste. I have great taste. Like, I just don't even know. I'm just like, was that good, guys? We good? <laughs> um, no, it's, 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 it's yeah. really tough. It's really tough to say, hey, we get to do this, but it's also a lot of fucking work yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of it we're not paid for right it takes a whole production team to make a show and it's two people who are not like you don't have a degree in this right right we're figuring it out as we go school (laughs) (laughs) isn't that crazy though it's very impressive like you know how much you guys have self-taught yourselves i don't know i think you're using the tools that you got I feel from, like I'm bad at it, though. No. Like, I'm not good at it. You guys are consistent. No, no, no. How do you guys keep the motivation to be consistent? Because that's like, hard. This that's is hard. all we have. <laughs> we quit our jobs. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like, we're going to fucking make it work. But it's hard because it's like you're there trying to. There are days you don't want to. You don't want to do it. And and there are days that you release a video that you're like, oh, this that is going to fucking kill it. Oh, that too. And, and, it, does it, and it does it. And it flops. And, and you're it like, flops. why? And like, See, why are people seeing this? gonna flop just every time oh, this but is then gonna sometimes suck. you chuck a chicken at her mom and it hits her in the face and you're like oh my that's god gonna go viral. I almost pissed my pants that was so funny and like <laughs> three people watch it and you're like well never mind then we'll just keep that up there and hope for the next one sort of thing it's and though um the money you guys do charity yeah, donations every week we true. raise money for charity mm-hmm. it's we've, awesome we've raised a few thousand dollars for different organizations so that's, that's been awesome that's really awesome. really cool yeah it's really cool so that's been a really fun really fun experience um you guys need to plug all of your stuff because <laughs> i want everyone to go check it out and laugh along with y'all thank you i i, yes. I think the biggest way of supporting us right now is tuning in thursdays at 6 p.m pacific, pacific yes. uh at uh, super.events backslash crips and gabs yeah um, but i'll post the link every week mm-hmm. and then you can watch our videos on instagram we're on tiktok crips and gabs mm-hmm. yeah. tiktok and twitch yeah. crips and gabs come watch us come play with us there you go. <laughs> I love to play. We love to play with we you. We love to play with we, you. We love, we love to play. We sure do. We're playing right exactly. now. Exactly. I'm not 32. <laughs> this is just what we were doing at my house earlier. Actually, we though. just have microphones exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that y'all came on to do this with Thank me. Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having us. Let's go into our next segment. 
Okay, you nasty whores, it's time for what will soon be your favorite podcast segment, Recipe for Disaster. I read your submissions of the worst red flags you've experienced on dates and in relationships. You can submit them to demigoddesspod at gmail.com. To get the party started, I thought I'd share the worst red flags that I've encountered in men that I've dated. Hardly dated, I wouldn't call it that. I'd, I'd say entertained. Nice. You've had an entanglement. An entanglement. Mm. What's that from? That's what Jada called her um, extramarital uh, fling on her Red Table Talk podcast. She called it an entanglement. So one of the red flags that I've experienced is whenever someone unpromptly tells me that someone's hot whenever we're watching a show together, mm. because it's like, you can think that, but like if we're not together together like we haven't been dating we're not like at that like yeah I mean yeah it's just like why would you need to say that to me except to try to make me feel insecure exactly except to fuck with me except to make me be like "Mm." either you're trying to fuck with me Mm -hmm. or you genuinely don't care about me like you don't care about being that rude yep so either way bye fuck you I dated a guy Back when Game of Thrones was, you know, still on. And this was, you know, if you have, I was going to say spoilers, but it's, you've had enough time. You've had enough time. You've um, had enough back time. Back when uh, the Red Witch was wearing her um, amulet and she was still young and not old and like shriveled up. Um, she's naked a lot. And the guy that I was dating, whenever she was naked, I'd be like, wow, her tits are amazing. Fuck that. And I was just like, shut up. That's so rude. Shut up. Because would you do that? If a guy was on the screen, I was like, damn, his body's so fine. Like yeah. every time. No. It's like my ex. I would never do that because, not because I don't think it, but because I know that that would be rude to say I'm that. Kind. I would, that. It would be rude to say that in front of somebody who is pursuing me. It would be disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And like, my ex before that guy, we would watch X on the beach and like Love Island and stuff together all the time. And it was great. And it was like one of our favorite pastimes after work when like you're tired and you want to watch something stupid. And neither of us were ever like, wow, that person's so fuckable. Even though there's so many hot people on those shows, we were both just nice to each other and didn't say that. And then, so to lead into my second red flag, because it... (laughs) It comes from the first one, unpromptly telling me someone's hot. And then I'll say, wow, you shouldn't have said that. And then they will do number two. They will gaslight me. Mm. Now they'll tell me that I'm insecure because they can't say that. So they're trying to tell me my reality is something that it's not. It's not that they're rude for saying, hey, that person's hot while, um, you know, in my house. Yeah. It's that I'm so insecure. I can't handle hearing that. Yeah. And you're like, no, actually, it was just rude. Actually, you just shouldn't have said that. And sometimes they'll say, I didn't say that. It's like, no, you literally just did. And it's like. They will say, I didn't say that. But then you'll be like, you literally just did say that. And then they'll be like, well, I didn't. And then they talk so much that you get so confused that you don't even remember what you were mad about in the first place. You just want to stop feeling confused. So you're just like, why? Why did we need to talk in circles in the merry-go-round of confusion whenever you could have just came clean in the beginning? And guess what? You were never going to get punished for it. You were only going to be forgiven for admitting the truth. So anyway, we're all being manipulated. We're all being manipulated. All of us. So lacking a sense of humor <laughs> is a red flag. That's a big one. You want someone that you can like banter with and have a good time with and like, you know, tease. Yes, exactly. And not take it personally and get their feelings hurt. Like punish me because 
Yeah. You know, if you're joking around with someone, I joke around all the time. Mm. I make fun of myself and I make fun of every everything. Maybe not even so much of that, but it's like taking the piss out of stuff. Yeah. So if you laugh sometimes at that whenever we're doing that. So we're like hmm. teasing each other and it's funny. And then another time I tease you, you punish me and you're like, you give me an attitude. You, you're you ugly to me or something about it. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were safe to joke around. And now now you're taking that away and punishing me yeah. without even telling me beforehand. Like, how am I supposed to know when it's safe to tease you? Like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. You're going to get mad at me for teasing you. I don't <laughs> I don't need someone around no. me who gets mad at I once you value yourself, you don't want you don't need anybody no. else. No. Um, four. Being a bitch to my friends. <gasps> if you wanna be my lover, you gotta mm-hmm. get with my friends. If all my friends don't like you and think you're crazy, I'm not making excuses for you. No. First of all, also, if they diss one of your friends to you, like not in in the presence of the friend, but like let's say you're having a birthday party and I have a friend. Some and- <laughs> of your friends are sitting around like a table, and the boy's there, and he's talking to these other friends about how much he doesn't like another one of your friends. That's stupid and shady, and kind of feels like the abusive, like isolated tactic of like, oh, I don't like your friends, like exactly, or doesn't like any friend that is a. Um, a threat to them getting control of you. Yeah, like any friend that's like wise to them. Yep. Who's like ears are up like a horse, like I oh. see what you're doing. Yep. That's, no. I'm always that friend and I always get uh, cut out. I, they yeah. always cut me off because their boyfriends tell them to. It, it's like guys getting mad about um, girls doing like manly things and like not acting how they want is the same as is like the inverse of them being like, oh, nothing happened and I'm going to send you a fucking cat meme tomorrow because... Nothing happened. It's like when you okay. do something, it's forever. And when they do something, it's like, oh, nothing happened. So guys get mad at us for doing stuff that they don't want us to do. Um, so they have this tactic of brainwashing. So it's happening right now with men and women uh, in feminism. Men, if we start talking about feminism, they get silent because yeah. they don't have shit to say about it. And then we are like, oh, they're not talking about it anymore. Or they're not talking to me. I guess I should stop talking about feminism. So they'll start talking to me again or whatever yeah. it is. It's subconsciously like we yeah. don't even know what's going on. It's like it's them using their um, their their silence as a way to manipulate. Uh, they will, men will do that to women all the time. All the time. All the time pretending like nothing happened and then just, you know, say, hey, how are you, honey? Missed you. Have a good day. Send you a cute little cat gif or something. Ew, like the glittery ones especially. Yeah. Fuck those. Good morning. Have a good day. Run. You will thank yourself. It Life is so much better when there are people that are not draining your energy in it. And these people, manipulators, they will drain you dry. Preach. Um, okay, thank you guys for listening today, for listening to Demigoddess. Um, please rate and give me a five-star review if you know what's good for you. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'll do, but please tell your friends. I don't have friends, so your friends can be my friends. We could all be friends. And make sure you follow me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I can't afford to lose any more followers. It's at Demi underscore not underscore Lovato. Also working on changing that. Rebranding for sure. So follow me on Instagram at Demi underscore not underscore Lovato. And follow me on TikTok at Demlia, D-E-M-L-I-A. I would link my Twitter, but I'm pretty sure I'm banned right now. Just going against too many white men. <laughs> 
Follow Demi Goddess on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And rate, review, subscribe. Bye. Demi Goddess is part of the Eve Podcast Network and a Forever Dog production. Executive producer Tracy Soren, producer and editor Clementine Yost, development executive Mariah Nicholas, engineer Margo Padilla, theme song by Gabe Lopez, cover photo by Stephanie Sayas. Forever Dog Productions is Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm.